Hello, my name is Jack St. Jean. At the time of recording, I am a sophomore at Springfield College, studying communications, sports journalism, and English. I reside just outside of Manchester, New Hampshire. A town over is a grocery store where I used to work, Market Basket, store 71 in Bedford, New Hampshire, to be exact. Over the course of two years and eight months there, I have made some great connections and relationships with my fellow coworkers and bosses, and fell in love with the company. But I'm not here to talk about my departure. Instead, I'm here to talk about the last month I spent working there. What seemed like a simple job for me became much more when COVID-19 escalated to a worldwide pandemic. Instead of becoming a high school job for most, we were now deemed essential. People came flooding in to buy mass amounts of toilet paper, hand sanitizer, wipes, and non-perishables. And the majority of employees walked out due to fear of the disease. Here, I will talk about the struggles and experiences of grocery store workers during this global pandemic. This is the Market Basket Case Podcast. Hello all, and welcome to episode one of the Market Basket Case Podcast. In this episode, I will discuss my perspective as an essential worker and also give you the perspective of one of my coworkers who we will get to later. So, who am I? Well, I am a 20-year-old male college student. I wasn't supposed to be back home working. My plan was to go to South Dakota on an alternative break program with my school. But due to the pandemic, my trip was canceled. And my break was initially extended by a week. So I went home, and I figured I would return to work. At Market Basket, I was a front-end assistant, in which my job required me to help oversee and run the checkout along with my fellow assistants. Most of my coworkers in my position are in high school or college. Where I work in the front end, it is very split when it comes to age. The two types of employees are either young, high school, or college students who are just looking to make money, or much, and in some cases, much older people who do this as their day job or career. One of the more notable employees in my store is Jim, a senior citizen in his 70s who is also a maintenance worker for the checkout area. We are responsible for all maintenance around the store. That means if the bathrooms need to be cleaned, the trash needs to be taken out, there's a wet spill, a glass break, or the sidewalk is dirty, we get someone from our department to take care of it. And most of the time we get Jim. But believe it or not, I was in his position at one point. Jim is just one of the three million grocery store workers in the U.S. that was deemed essential. And he, like everyone, has a choice to work or not. He chose to work. As a matter of fact, he chose to work more. Normally, a part-time worker would only work 32 hours in a week at Market Basket. But due to the pandemic, many employees chose not to, or were unable to, work during these times, and for many reasons. Some were scared they or someone they live with may get sick. Some had kids and no alternative for childcare. Some forced themselves to quarantine. With the need for help, Jim and many other workers in the store stepped up and picked up more hours, working over 40 hours in a week and only getting part-time pay. One of these workers was 61-year-old Denise, a cashier who's been with Market Basket for seven years. Denise is a small, old-looking lady with curly, dark grayish hair. She is kind, welcoming, sweet half of the time, and sarcastic the other half. Myself, along with my coworker Matt and boss Travis, joked around with her all of the time. She is a no-bullshit kind of lady, and one of my favorite people to work with. 
Funny story, one time I was working an overnight shift at Market Basket, and I had no ride to work. I called for an Uber, and a gentleman picked me up and drove me there. Surprisingly, it was Denise's husband, Armand, who drives Uber on the side of his day job as a warehouse supervisor for Comcast. And correct me if I'm wrong, but um, from what I heard from my mother when you guys were talking was that you, uh, he was furloughed yes. for Comcast and obviously not working for Uber. They right. kind of shut down too, right? They didn't shut down. It's just he's not going to take any chances and where are people going to go? We can't go anywhere. Right. <laughs> Another thing to take into consideration is that some grocery store workers are not the breadwinners of their family. They just work there to have that little extra cash, while their significant other brings in the majority of their income. Since Armin was furloughed, Denise is the only source of income in her house. Denise has witnessed a lot of changes in the store since she started working here seven years ago. She trained to be a cashier at Market Basket in Hooksit, store number 66, and was one of the Bedford Market Basket's first cashiers when it opened. So throughout your long uh, lifetime here, you have you seen anything like this, any pandemic similar to this at all? Nothing. Nothing. No. no? It wasn't a pandemic, but when we had the, uh, the shutdown. The shutdown Denise is referring to is in 2014, where a power struggle for control of the company occurred between two cousins, Arthur T. Demoulas and Arthur S. Demoulas. After the power scale tipped towards Arthur S., rumors spread that Arthur T. was going to be fired. People protested at the headquarters in Tewksbury, Massachusetts, and two executive board members skipped a meeting where they thought their peers would vote on the removal of Arthur T. After this, Arthur T. and the two e-board members were fired, and Arthur S. took control. Many employees did not want him as head of the company and walked out. Employees protested in large rallies, seven of which were fired for organizing a protest. The large employee walkout across all stores and even warehouse and delivery truck workers left shelves empty. The acclaimed shutdown lasts for almost all summer of 2014 until August 27th, where Arthur T. offered to buy the share of the company from his cousin for $1.5 billion, and a deal was reached. The store director we had at the time, he didn't let anybody go. He kept us working. We cleaned the store and we clean the store, and we clean some more. <laughs> so that whole cleaning process of cleaning the store is kind of similar to what you're seeing here. Right. Except it's a little bit more intense, a little bit more cautious. Right. right. Denise compares the cleaning during the shutdown to the cleaning we do now during the pandemic, except it's much more serious. The main office sent out memos to all stores at one point, requiring us to have someone buy the rows of shopping carts cleaning them off with a disinfectant spray, and handing them to customers. My store also created a basket cleaning station, where after we collected the used red shopping baskets, we would sanitize them and put them back in the stack. We frequently cleaned everything. The belts on the registers, the bagging area, the pin pads, trash bins around the store, the break room, telephones. Like I said, a lot of things changed, and they changed quickly. At one point, we started to limit the amount of customers in the store to 150, and slowly over time, we dwindled it down to about 115 or 120, as per my store director's directions. We had to designate someone to stand outside, sometimes in the cold, and keep track of everyone that comes in and everyone that leaves. To do this, we closed off one of the two vestibules so that there was one way in and one way out. When we first started this, I was outside counting most of the time. 
An old man hobbled up to me and started berating me, asking me why we closed off the other vestibule. He explained to me that he had a bad back and bad hips, as I could clearly see. And he parked on the other side of the store and had to walk all the way from one end to the other. He then swore at me and on his way out of the store proceeded to yell at my store director and front end manager. My store director, Dan DeFosi, is really good with customer service and he resolved everything with the grumpy old man. Since then, I would see him come in multiple times a week, leaving every time with tall cans of beer and other questionable essential items. I never even got an apology from him. How do you feel at work, you know, as opposed to just, you know, your normal every day? Has anything changed for you? In, you know? Since the pandemic? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not as happy as I used to be. Um, I think because the customers are getting frustrated and they're taking it out on the last point of sale. I can totally see where this frustration comes from with the customers. All that most of them want to do is get their groceries and get out. Again, that's most. And not everyone likes change. At one point during the pandemic, we decided to really push the whole social distancing aspect. We created one-way aisles. We made the checkout area into a Marshalls or Nike store style area where there was a line and we had someone directing customers that were done shopping to registers. We only had every other register open to maintain the six-foot social distancing. When it got busy, we opened up more. But we had lines in front of the registers that all customers and employees had to adjust to. At one point, we had limits on at least six different products, including ground beef, flour, almond and soy milk, and even packets of cheese. And this isn't even considering what's going on in the customers' lives. Money may be tight. They might have three to five kids at home. These are stressful times. So does it make you kind of dread coming to work at all or just being maybe anxious and nervous? Anxious, not really nervous. Yeah. You know, because they, they do take care of us. They give us gloves and masks. Mm -hmm. And was there any news or anything that you saw, like, you know, when this pandemic was sort of unfolding and becoming more and more serious that kind of, like, scared you and made you realize, oh, maybe I should take precautions? Or um, Yeah, because at first I wasn't wearing a mask or the gloves. Mm -hmm. um, I do alternate gloves and no gloves, but now all the time I have a mask on. Mm -hmm. At the start of this, a lot of customers gave my fellow employees flack for not wearing gloves or a mask. I think Market Basket as a company was a little late at providing protection for their workers, but eventually we were provided gloves, and later we were provided with masks, but it was optional to wear them, along with the gloves. Cashiers got plexiglass screens to protect them, and baggers were instructed to step away from their work area after they finished their order. Now, since Market Basket is a Massachusetts-based company, all employees across all stores are wearing masks, but not all stores are requiring their customers to wear masks although stores in Massachusetts can require them to do so if they want. Do you see any changes in any of your coworkers around you? Or have you seen any changes in any of your coworkers around you, whether it be your bosses or your baggers that bag for you or your fellow cashiers? Um, some of the cashiers, you know they're tired and they're mm -hmm. frustrated, but they show up every day. Mm -hmm. And do you feel some of that too? Do you, like, are you, like, I mean, you have a pretty consistent work schedule for the past you know, seven, six years working yeah. here. So, you know, do you find yourself more tired at all from this Oh, thing? more tired, yeah. yeah. But then I'm coming in earlier, too. Right. So I'm getting up earlier. Yeah. So so normally, like, when we'd open up, you'd come in at 6 and work to... 6.30 to 12.30. 6.30 to 12.30. And now, now it's just it's an like hour. 5.15 to 12.30. Mm-hmm.
as our store changed, so did our hours. At first, we added senior shopping hours three days a week from 5.30 a.m. to 7 a.m. Tuesday through Thursday. We recommended that people 60 and over shop during these times, although we wouldn't physically stop anyone from entering. Just strongly recommend it. Our daily hours also changed to 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. After a week, we changed the senior shopping hours to every day now from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Six out of the seven days a week, I took Mondays off, I would come into work at 5 a.m. and help set up the checkout before the seniors would come in. Denise would follow at 5.15 a.m. every weekday, starting her morning off by getting the daily papers onto the shelf and then helping me count the cash drawers for the registers, sometimes with my manager Dominique when she was working. On the weekends when Denise wasn't there, I would be the only checkout employee there until 6 a.m. when the next cashier or front-end assistant would come in. In the past month, I got a lot closer with Denise, and she was really sad to see me go when I left. What is your, does your husband have any take on it? And what, so, you know, what does he think of um, you know, this whole pandemic? He's not liking it. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, like a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's doing work around the house, home mm-hmm. improvements. And uh, you were also, you also smoke, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that obviously puts you at a bit more of a risk um, for if you were to get this disease. So does that, um, you know, make you second guess your habits or is it just something that you're kind of living with? Kind of 50-50. It makes me realize that I shouldn't be smoking as much and I have cut down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just go with the flow. Right. What's the biggest difference that you see in some of the customers that you're with? That you that like maybe you, you have like normal regular customers. I uh, have normal you know. regular customers, and you know they are they're concerned about me because I've been they've been my normal customers for seven years. Mm-hmm. You know, so they ask me how I'm doing. Stay safe. As this pandemic unfolded and continued to get worse, I was concerned for Denise working during these times, as not only is she a smoker, but she is also a breast cancer survivor. The World Health Organization declared that two groups of people are at a higher risk of getting a severe case of COVID-19, that being people over the age of 60 and people with underlying health conditions, like cancer or a cardiovascular disease. Denise falls into both of those categories very much so, making her susceptible to getting a severe case if she were to catch it. I was the first one in my family. Nobody had ever had breast cancer before. Um, The doctors were awesome. The hospital was awesome. Um, You know, I did what I had to do. And the way I got through it was through laughter and jokes. I was working at another company at the time. And what company was that? Walmart. Right. And they had a Halloween party and I dressed up as Kojak. (laughs) Denise loves to make people laugh, and after looking up what Kojak was, I too had a chuckle. After I interviewed her and we were walking out of the store, she jokingly yelled at one of her regulars for going the wrong way down the aisle. While she was low-key kind of serious, I could see such a genuine, playful, and friendly connection Denise had with her. Customers really love and care for Denise. And then, like, the average customer that comes in, what are you seeing differences in them, you know, with just a normal average customer coming in? Normal average? They're yeah. spending a lot more money on groceries. Right. So you're going to be ringing a lot more <laughs> Ringing a orders. lot more, yeah. yeah. 
while people coming into the store to buy their weekly groceries may be buying more so they don't have to shop for another month or so, another thing to consider is that the prices are increasing as well. With an increase in demand for certain food items, companies will do their best to increase quantity, but also increase price, because some people will buy it just for the sake of having it and not caring about the price. A survey of over 24,000 U.S. consumers showed that 47% of consumers are stockpiling their essential groceries, and 78% of those people reported that it made them feel safer. 85% of people also said that brand names do not matter, and they're buying what's essential, which could also be a reason why orders are increasing in grand totals. People are also buying items with long shelf lives. Items with a sales increase of over 200% include canned soups, yeast, powdered milk, stuffing mixes, dried beans and grains, and packaged dry dinner mixes. I cannot begin to tell you how many customers came up to me within the last month and asked if we had any more powdered milk or yeast left in the store, or where those items were located if we had them. The overall result of this pandemic is that people are spending more money on and buying more groceries, and for a cashier to be ringing so many $300 and $400 orders in one day, it can be very strenuous. Sometimes a cashier can be on their feet for five hours in a day, just ringing orders, and with the business we're getting, there is no break in between these orders. And let me just say this as a friendly reminder. Any kind of employee in the checkout area is not responsible for not having certain items in the aisles, nor are they responsible for the limits we put on them. That comes down to either the main office or the companies that own those products, like meatpacking industries. Not too long ago, a customer at the Hudson, New Hampshire Market Basket, store number 33, berated a 16-year-old cashier about a limit on a certain item so badly that she quit on the spot. The assistant store manager got so fired up that he went outside and preached to customers as they were waiting in line to come in, informing them about what to expect and reminding them that the majority of the workers at Market Basket are young kids, some as young as 14 years old. One day during a shift, I witnessed a woman berate a 16-year-old bagger for how she was bagging her groceries. The girl got so upset that she cried and went into the closed cafe area to recollect herself. She ended up going home. These are the things that not only I have to deal with, but my managers as well, Travis and Dominique. And your, your two bosses, Travis and Dom, um, have you seen a change in them or their mood or you know, how they're running the checkout with this whole pandemic? They're doing a good job running the front end. Mm -hmm. um, Travis isn't as happy-go-lucky as he used to be. Um, Dominique, well, she's, Dominique is Dominique. She's happy all the time. Mm -hmm. Travis and Dominique are the front-end managers in my store. Both of them are in their 20s and work very hard to make the department the best it can be. I've known Travis since I started working at Market Basket. He was what we call a Class 50 when I started, which is the lowest tier of a red coat or a managerial position at Market Basket. While I was at college, he was promoted to front-end manager. Later, Dominique was transferred to my store as my old manager, Emily, left the company. I've noticed that Travis is not as chipper as he normally would be. He's very outgoing and always jokes around with the coworkers he's close with, like Denise. And while he still does that from time to time, I can tell, at least from my perspective, that he is stressed out. Trying to make a schedule every week where you don't know how busy it will be on any day, and when you don't have a lot of help, is very, very hard. It used to be very predictable. Saturday and Sunday were our busiest days. The beginning of every month, when people got their wicks and food stamps, were always busy. But now that we're in this time, we never know when we'll get hit with a rush. When I asked him about what he misses when we weren't like how we are now, 
He told me he loves a big rush when the line is backed up to the aisles and he can just call up the grocery department for help and flush everyone out of the store. Who are some of your fellow employees that you might be concerned for or worried for in this pandemic? Well, the ones I was really worried about have already taken a leave of absence. Okay. <laughs> um, there's some of the older baggers and older cashiers mm -hmm. that I know they can't afford to take time off, but I wish they would, just for their own well-being. Right. Some of those employees who have taken time off might be making more money off of unemployment and their stimulus checks. But Market Basket did provide some sort of hazard pay to all of their employees, part-time and full-time. Your company, your bosses, you know, the people at um, the corporate level, have they um, done anything at all to benefit you for sort of working in this pandemic, like hazard pay or anything along those lines? Well, the company did give us a bonus check a couple weeks ago. Right. While the bonus check was great for everyone to get, for me it felt like it didn't do its justice. The check was presumably based upon how many hours you worked in the last quarter. That's how our bonus checks work at least. Since I was away at college, my check wasn't as big as some other part-timers who were working way less than I was at the time. I was working over 40 hours a week and only getting part-time pay. I realized this after the fact. But at the time, I wasn't too concerned about the money. I was much more thankful for some of the gratitude I received from my employers, and more importantly, my customers. Have you had any customers thank you or you know, be oh, very gracious and grateful for you and your uh, associates a of, working? A lot of them say thank you for working, thank you for coming in for us. As an essential worker in a grocery store, employee. Is there anything else you would like to say um, to people listening or, you know, sort of last words of wisdom or advice? Come in, get what you need, thank the cashier, and leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Denise could not be more truthful and honest. One thing she also would like to let people know is to be aware of signs and lines around the stores such as one-way aisle signs or lines to wait behind when checking out. While I may have left the company, I have no hard feelings or bad things to say. I loved my job and the people I worked with. Thank you for listening today. As tradition, I will end each episode with a piece of a song from the playlist that always played over the speakers when I worked there. Thanks again. Enjoy this song, and I'll see you later.